The holidays are often a time for friends, family, giving, and of course, shopping. Because of that, a lot of brands will actually level up their game and really focus on impactful marketing around the holiday season. On this episode of After Hours, we shared our favorite holiday ads and marketing examples, spoke about why we liked them, and what we found effective about them. Stick around to the end because we also got some nice insights from the team on how to navigate the holiday season as a marketing agency managing smaller brands that may not have access to the same resources as some of the bigger players we spoke about in this episode. As always, thanks for listening and whatever platform you're streaming us on, give us a like and a follow. Welcome back to Tower After Hours. This is episode 55. I am joined by, this is a fun episode because I am joined by the content team, my awesome team that I'm a part of. Um, We have Haley, Nora, and our wonderful intern who's been helping, I think, all of us out a lot uh, over the summer and even into the fall here, Grace Z. Um, How are you all doing today? I'm fantastic. Good. Awesome. So we are, uh, I think this will be a fun topic. We are chatting about our favorite holiday ad or marketing example. Um, It's not October yet, but I mean, the holidays are right around the corner. So this is, uh, I think, going to be a timely enough topic. And some people already start their Christmas music or whatever anyways. And I'm just stoked for Halloween because I'm a Halloween guy. Um, but that's, you know what, that's actually a good starter. Are you guys like pro early Christmas music or, you know, like some people are like, you just don't play it until December, but then also like my wife plays it at like October, like middle of October. My line is Thanksgiving, but it is, it is only because people around me restrain me. (laughs) If I had no one to (laughs) yell at me for listening to it year round, I probably would, but I would get sick of it. That's the, I will say that's the, um, that's the one thing I don't like is that like, I feel like the holidays get pushed up or whatever. Like, um, they do Christmas music. Isn't it like before, uh, before Thanksgiving on the radio, but then ends before new year's. And I feel like you should start at Thanksgiving or something or start December and then run me through the new year's. Cause that feels like the holidays, but I don't know. Anyways. That's a good enough seg into uh, chatting about the favorite holiday ad or marketing example. Nora, I believe you are up first. Um, so I think just take it away. What's a, what's a marketing example or one of your favorite advertisements that's really stuck out to you that's uh, holiday themed? Sure. So I chose one. I think it's maybe two years old. So it was a Google commercial um, and it was called Home Alone Again. So think everybody's probably seen the movie Home Alone. Uh, so it basically brings Macaulay Culkin back and does kind of a shot by shot recreation of some of the most iconic scenes. So I thought I could just take us through the main um, events and just kind of point out what's going on and then just a little bit of a recap on why I like it and why I think it works. So the first shot is, and you'll remember if you've seen the movie, he realizes that his family has left without him. They're at the airport. So he goes into the kitchen and he asks, it's the Nest Hub. Uh, He says, what's on the calendar? And it pops up and it says, house to yourself. And he's like, okay, great. 
Um, they show him then at the mirror in the bathroom. He realizes he's out of aftershave. He tells his Pixel to add aftershave to the shopping list. And every time he's saying, you know, hey, Google, and she adds it for him. Uh, you see him jumping on the bed. He tells the Nest Mini to remind him to clean the sheets later. So it adds it to his to-do list. Then he's sitting watching one of the old movies and the pizza guy's at the door and he's able to talk to him through the Nest doorbell. Doesn't have to get up, he can see who it is and obviously you know, he deals with uh, security threats later on you might say. So that's a good way for him to see who it is without having to get up. He pays online. Uh, later then he tells the ther Nest thermostat to turn the temperature down two degrees. And then once um, the bad guys show up, Harry and Marv I believe it is, he tells the Nest Mini to begin Operation Kevin. So the Nest Protect locks the door. His He has robot vacuums that are hooked up to Google Assistant and the cardboard cutouts are on top of them and kind of rotating around in the window to make it look like there's a lot of people in the house. Interestingly, it's a Kevin Durant cutout instead of a Michael Jordan cutout. So they kind of updated that a little bit. And then uh, at the end, it just says, it's no audio, it just says make Google do it right on the screen. So. The, the main reasons, I mean, it, it creates kind of a sense of nostalgia. A lot of people have watched that. It's kind of cross-generational, like boomers watched it with their kids. Gen X, especially, you know, a lot of older millennials would have been alive, Gen Xers. So a lot of people, it's just one of the most popular and iconic Christmas movies. So I think the cross-generational appeal and it creates that sense of nostalgia that really stays with you. I'm somebody, I don't have actually any of the Google, I'm more of well, I'm kind of anti-smart product in general, but still effective, spoke to me. There's a lot of cool capabilities with those devices, so I think it they did a good job of capitalizing on that angle, just that familiarity. So Absolutely. Yeah. That's a that's a big one. And I watched like I watched uh in your notes, like I watched the video because I hadn't seen it before, like preparing for this episode, and it was really well done. Yeah. And I feel like that's always like you said it really well like it kind of breeds the familiar like it's very familiar and it provides that sense of nostalgia mm -hmm. that can really connect with people mm -hmm. and they did it really well i think sometimes you can try to bring it back like a i don't know if you're like recreating a movie or doing something and you kind of can like tarnish the legacy or ruin it it's just like not quite like quite what it used to be it's like okay i understand you were trying to play on that but it's kind of just like cheap and didn't really work but this was a cool ad yeah. like like you said it was just like well done, people can connect with it. It's just undoubtedly one of those holiday movies that has lasted and plays every year. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be a big one too because it still kind of takes you back, but it's enough in the public. Uh, like it's it's on TV every year, like every Christmas, right? It's still something that people watch. It's enough there for even like you mentioned, I think some of the younger generations where it is multi-generational that it, that it can connect with people. It can connect with the sort of original audience and then just connect with sort of the fact that it's in the milieu of society still. Um, and that's where I think, so it, I think it does a good job at bridging those gaps. I agree with that. It also, just one other thing that was relatable for me as well is when he was jumping on the bed and when he gets down, he's like holding his back. So there's a lot of humor <laughs> as well that, you know, tucked in there that people can really relate to. So, yep. Haley, whatever were you going to say? I was just going to say kind of the flip point, as you said, you're not a smart home person. I am. And I think that it also at the same time showcase like what the products do really well in like an actual useful way, because I think that's been a big criticism of them is like, 
oh, I don't need like a robot in my home to bring me my coffee and whatever else. And so I think it showed like mm. a pretty day-to-day way of like, here are the little tasks that it could help you with. But then also anyone who's seen the movie originally is like, oh, look at the big implications that something like that could have being reminded of a trip or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I love point. that one though. I think that was a, a yeah. nice, like appeals to the younger people, appeals to the older people. And then they're like, oh, kids, you have to watch this movie and like shares Home Alone with another generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point, Haley. Because the only product we uh, we have at our place, my wife and I have the the what is it? Is it that like the Google Smart, whatever it is? Like, hey Google, turn the lights on. Like it's that one, Google Home, right? Is that what it's called? I don't even know. But like, it's a really good point that like, yes, yeah, some of the criticism right behind it is like. Oh, it's, you know, maybe they're trying to like reinvent the wheel with the marketing of it or or there's something like, oh, like you said, like who needs a robot to bring you your coffee? Like it's too futuristic. It's not really pragmatic for me. But like, you know what, when you have it and you like come home with the groceries at night or something and you go like, hey, Google, turn the lights on and then you don't like stumble around the place to find the lights. Like those sort of things, I think um, maybe especially for like beginner marketers, this is something that I always think about as I'm like creating an ad proposal or something. And we've spoken about this before, but not always feeling like you have to reinvent the wheel and and really like uh, focusing on and highlighting what the thing actually does because that's what people want it for. Having it turn on the lights or having it play a song for you when you ask is super simple and I think it can maybe get overlooked because you want to make it appear more flashy. Um, but though, but things like that, those really simple benefits like this ad showcases in its humorous way, um, like really are the, the big perk of those things. Sometimes those little things just like are helpful for, for your life. And I think it did a good job. Like you, both of you said really well, definitely highlighting those things. Well, cool. That's a great one. I think let's seg right into Grace. You have uh, you have one for us as well. So why don't you dive in and, and tell us about which uh, holiday ad or marketing example um, really stuck out to you? Sure. So I actually chose one from last November. It was Amazon's commercial and the title was The Show Must Go On. Um, I really liked it because it wasn't a typical holiday commercial or campaign, I guess you could say. Um, it kind of showed a young ballerina and during the time of the pandemic, you know, last year, it was very relevant and it shows her first taking her classes, going to school, but eventually classes get canceled, school gets canceled. And because of the pandemic, all these things start getting shut down. And, um, regardless, she continues to practice and train and dance wherever she can um but finally her show her holiday show where she was supposed to be the lead dancer also gets canceled and obviously she's very upset about that and her younger sister sees this so she starts setting up a show that this dancer can do outside while all of her neighbor, all of the neighbors watch from their balconies. So it kind of brings in the whole social distancing thing. And of course, the dancer gets to have her final show. And throughout the whole commercial, it shows people um, buying products from Amazon online. And they do it so subtly that it's not in your face, but you pick up what's going on, which I really liked. And I also 
thought, you know, it, it gives you the message that I guess in a way, Amazon's always kind of there for you. You know, um, Amazon isn't giving up and we shouldn't either. Uh, but it definitely has a lot of emotional appeal. And, you know, especially during this time, it represents perseverance, togetherness. Um, you know, we were surrounded by so much uncertainty that it was kind of a show of hope that, you know, to remind us all, especially looking back at this time last year, you know, we obviously didn't know what was going to happen and we still don't. But um, I thought it did a really good job of being relevant. And, you know, it may not have touched into the traditional and typical holiday commercial, but I thought it did a really good job of showcasing Amazon, but also keeping up with what's going on today. And, you know, it made it relatable to everyone, not just a certain group. I was so glad when I saw you pick this one because this is like one of my favorites last year because I totally agree. I think it was like Christmas time is always the time when everyone's like, it's just like a feel good time. Like there's always those couple commercials that like really like pull at your heartstrings or like even make you cry. And I think that this was like such a nice, they like kind of turned that trope up on its head and were like, we're just going to make you feel really good. And like, we are still here. You are still here. We're all just pushing through and we're going to try to make it the best holiday season that we possibly can, obviously given the circumstances. But um, yeah, I love this one too. I think that was a great one to pick. And uh, yeah, it, I think it also showcased the, not the product exactly, but like it, it was very subtle, which I think is why that one and the Google Home one, honestly, it's why they work. It's not like buy our product for $39.99 in three installments. Like mm -hmm. we're also over that as consumers. I think all the subtle ads are really the way to go. Yep. Yeah, I almost feel like watching it too. That's a good point, Haley, on they seem to do a good job with just going for what people want around the holidays with marketing, even if it's more like an intuitive one. And also what I feel like maybe some people needed around that time, because you're right, like they kind of, in, in a time that seemed like so upside down already where the world was like so you know it's not something that we had experienced before and everything was it was kind of like the upside down world already they were like let's just do a really good holiday ad that's has that emotional appeal that like has our amazon services in there grace you said it really well there's kind of that not subliminal right but there's kind of that um thing that like amazon is always there for you know like in any time you know you can you have amazon prime you have you know whatever um and i think they just did a really good job at a time that seemed like uh, chaotic and crazy hey we're gonna do a feel good we're gonna get our point across with sort of a really good classic holiday ad that's a little bit how it felt for me and i think it was a good move to like kind of keep it it's a good storyline really well done obviously but keep it a little bit simpler and not even try to do anything too crazy um just draw on those emotional appeals and like i appreciate that i think they did a good job with that mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point all right so the last one Haley. um what do you have for us what a holiday marketing example um stuck out to you yeah so i went i guess a little bit broader um just because this was kind of the first thing that came up in my mind when I saw the, the topic of the episode, um, and that's REI's Opt Outside campaign. Um, so if you're not familiar, they started this in 2015. Um, this was at like the height of the Black Friday shopping craziness. So there's actually a website called blackfridaydeathcount.com and you can literally see there was like 
10 to 15 people injured in 2013, more people injured in 2014. Like, it was... Was that site still a yes. thing? Like, I can yes. go to that? BlackFridayDeathCount.com. Oh and you can see each year, it like links to the articles of like the injuries and deaths that occurred that year. Um, and that was like, if when you look at the chart, you can kind of see that was the height of it. Like some of the worst years were like 2013, 2014. So REI kind of said, we're done with this. We're done competing for who can open earliest on Black Friday and get the newest thing. We're done opening on, on you know Thanksgiving evening and telling our employees that they have to work those days. Um, and so they basically said, we are closing on Black Friday and we encourage you to go outside. Um, and since they did that, this was the reason I kind of chose them was so many other stores have done this. They, some of them still open on Black Friday, but they opened a little bit later. They've just kind of backed off from just the aggressiveness, I guess. Um, and I think it was really fitting and very authentic for their audience in particular. Obviously they're an outdoor gear company, outdoor equipment. Um, and so their audience is mostly lovers of the outdoors and it kind of brought their customers a deeper connection to them because they shared their values and they said, we're rejecting this whole situation that people are getting hurt and people are getting crazy over just like rampant consumerism basically. And so they said, we're not doing it. And I think the customers really kind of respected that decision. Um, so I saw also there was a 2020 study from PR Daily and it said 83% of millennials are looking for brands that they uh, so that align with their values. That is who they're looking to support. So I think that was a very smart move in terms of trying to do something that's not just like, how can we advertise the new you know year of kayaks that we have out or the new hiking equipment, but to say like, what do these people actually care about? Well, they want a day off to unwind and be outside. Um, so yeah, they might lose out on sales on that day, but I think that they're kind of building a stronger connection with their customers. Um, and they also created like a pretty good PR storm the first year or two. Um, I think now that a lot of other companies have kind of caught up with them and they're also doing similar things. It's a little bit less, uh, like an REI thing. It's just like, oh, well, there's some companies that open on Black Friday and Thanksgiving and there's some that don't. Um, but yeah, I thought it was just really creative and it was, I think it's so hard to market during November and December. I know we feel this even for our own clients. Mm -hmm. Like you just, it's like, you have to one up everyone. Like every time you see somebody do something better, you have to come up with the better, the faster, the stronger idea. And it's just kind of like this hamster wheel of like, you can't beat what everyone else is doing. And so I like that they just said like, we're not even going to try. We're just going to walk away from mm -hmm. it. And in a way they kind of did win that year because they just disrupted, I guess, just kind of the expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. I love I love that one. I'm also a fan of not, you know, of, of whoever's like sticking to the classic Black Friday thing. I like I like that idea. I don't know. I keep that like tradition, that feeling. That's a really good point um, to just explore for like a minute with being a marketing agency um, and not, you know, having the, the resources of, let's say, like an Amazon or even an REI or, you know, Google, things like that. Um, when you are marketing for your clients around the holidays, you mentioned a little bit like that's a, a bit of a difficulty that um, you all feel uh, feeling like you have to compete or one up. Um, how have you handled that in the past? And maybe this is like for Haley or Nora. Um, is it something that 
that you just go like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, based on our strategy with this client, we know them, we know their target audience. We are just going to do our thing and run this ad, let's say, you know, November, December, whatever we're doing and not worry so much about the competition when that time comes. Like we've tried to do that groundwork before. Um, how do you, I guess, uh, manage that? Or, or sometimes are you like, you know what we have, we're doing something last minute or we're like, we're really going all out. Is it, well, I guess what's been your experience marketing around the holidays for, uh, at a marketing agency that has less resources and for clients who are maybe a bit smaller as well. Nora, do you want to take that first? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say with, at least with my clients, it's not so much that, you know, it's mostly services anyway, and it's not really anything that's mm -hmm. tied to a specific holiday, but I think we work, for example, with content calendars to build seasonality into that. If there's a piece of content, like, for example, with the client that does garage doors around winter, we'll write about, like, heating, you know, how to keep it warm or cool over the summer, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So more kind of focused on seasonality. But, and I know with, like, an organic calendar, maybe throw in a post around the holidays just to kind of give the brand some personality and character. But mm -hmm. that's what I would say. Uh, I think it also just depends on the client. I know you know, Haley, some of your clients or clients you've had in the past have more specific, um, uh, events or what have you over the holidays. You could probably speak to that. Yeah. So I've definitely had, I guess, more clients dealing with holidays. And then also in like previous roles, I've done some like very direct, like we release food products at the holidays and this is our livelihood. Mm. So, um, I think the main thing is almost setting expectations like CPMs are super high. You're going to pay more around the holidays just because for mm. any, for any like pay-per-click advertising, like social or PPC, you're going to pay more because there's just more, there are more people doing ads for a company that doesn't typically run social advertising, like November, December is a time to do it. And so you're just competing a lot more heavily. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it is really hard to be seen and there's only so much you can do to one up. I think, uh, I kind of, as you alluded to building that customer relationship and that brand base throughout the rest of the year is really important so that then when yeah. people see you come the holidays, they're like, Oh yeah, I sold their stuff all year. I've been wanting to buy X, Y, or Z from them. And now's the time. Um, I think another thing that we've encouraged clients on is if you're going to do any sort of sales or special offers, like make them truly competitive, um, it's hard because so many people are offering, you know, 50% off stuff and really high percentages or really good deals. Um, but I think it can come off kind of like, I don't know, just a little bit low effort when people give like a very small sale. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that on our level it impacts us as much because we're not doing like a huge national brand. But I think at the end of the day, just sticking to your brand, stick to who you are, do not do anything that you wouldn't do any other time of the year. Like I think sometimes like the Christmas bug kind of takes people over and they're like, oh, we want to do this crazy outlandish thing. And it's like, well, that's great. You're a professional organization, not a consumer brand. You shouldn't be doing anything wild. It's just wishing everyone a, you know, a happy holiday season. Um, yeah, so, that's a great yeah I think just sticking to what you do and what you know and also just setting those expectations, just knowing that if you are going to be advertising heavily and if you expect this to be your best season, you are going to have to pay more for advertising up front and uh, all that if you want to be seen. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great point. 
Well, awesome. I am uh, more excited for the holidays than I've been uh, all, all of 2021, probably. So um, thank you, uh, Nora, Grace, and Haley for joining me. Um, for those of you listening, be sure to check us out on SoundCloud. Follow us on uh, Apple Podcast. Check us out at towermarketing.net. Shoot us a like. Shoot us a comment. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time.